Hello. Hello. Welcome. You are here, and I'm here, I think. I take it on faith every week. <laughs> nothing, nothing happens in that little camera uh, between, uh, you know, being off air and on air. But here we are. You're, uh, you're on your phone or computer or whatever you got there. Maybe you're with a little group of people. Maybe you're just by yourself in your room. Whatever the case may be, welcome to Worship Night. It's the second one of our semester here, our new semester. And so we're looking forward to what God has in store for us just through this night and through just this ministry and and just in our lives, too. That's an important part of this. And so and I'm glad you're here in whatever kind of status that is with people without. And uh, just I want to give you a quick little extra note. We're going to be singing songs. You are welcome to sing along with them. They, they will be able to be sung along with. There will be words. <laughs> there will be words on the bottom of the screen, too. And so, and hopefully that will sort of, the whole situation will hopefully enable you to kind of have a, have a worshipful experience, which are not limited to tonight, but uh, it would be great to have one together. And so, once again, I'm glad you're here. I'm David. I'm joined. I don't know. Should I do this every week? I don't know. Help me out here, guys. But uh, I'm joined by Jesse over here. And we have, let's get, give a round for Jesse. He's here. And we got Noah back here. Yeah. And Josh. <laughs> that would have been a perfect opportunity, the one of those like concert things where like the person like does a little riff on their instrument, but we don't need that kind of energy. It's kind of corny. Uh, but in, yes, yeah, so, so we're missing one, but that's okay. We're all here to, uh, to worship uh, regardless. So like I said, we're going to get some songs going. So why don't you join us? And um, yeah, here we go. Sing with me. I was buried beneath my shame who could carry that kind of weight it was my tomb it was my tomb till I met you I was breathing I was breathing but not Failures, all my failures I tried to hide. It was my till I met you. You called my name and I ran out of that grave, out of the Now your mercy, now your mercy 
has saved my soul. Hey, freedom, now you're free. treasured prize a love so deep and powerful I come to find it inexhaustible and it never runs out on me and I know it never will it never stops no and it never stops Chasing me, and I know it never will. See, I will see, for I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
living in the land of the living for i will see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living in the land of the living that's right Like a river rushing, we sing. Like a river rushing, or a fountain flowing. I've seen the grace that never stops pursuing. It's a love so great, exceeding goodness. It's taking captive every lofty hindrance. Never runs out on me, never will. And I know it never will. And it never stops chasing me. Oh, and I know it never will. Or I will see the goodness of the Lord.
so true. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much. You are just good. In its simplest yet most uh, incredible form, you are good. And uh, your goodness is something that we get to experience as people that you created. And you created us for fellowship with each other, for fellowship with you. And we just thank you so much for that, that gift of your goodness. Thank you for seeking us out, for your attention to us, even though we do not deserve it. And so I thank you for all these things, Lord. And I ask that you would just open our hearts to, to understand more, to learn more, to grasp more of what it means to know you. And I pray that you would just draw us closer to each other, even in this medium. And most importantly, God, to draw us closer to you. In your name, I pray. Amen. All right. Next up, got a student testimony. And this is going to be Slaney. Come on up. My name is Slaney, and I'm really excited to be sharing my story with you guys today. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family. Um, we were all Christian. We went to church every Sunday, and we did a lot of the Christian-y things. Um, I believed in God, but I really didn't know what it meant to have an actual relationship with him. Um, there were a lot of things that I struggled with throughout my childhood and middle school and high school and just generally my life before Christ. Um, one of those things was I was really fearful of dying and generally what my purpose was in life. Um, I was kind of scared of the big picture things, and I had a lot of questions about why I was doing what I was doing and um, just those really big questions kind of gave me a lot of anxiety. Um, another thing that I struggled with was my image. I was kind of known as a good girl. I got good grades. I didn't do things that were bad. I had a good family and there were a lot of really good things in my life and that made me feel like I needed to perform and earn those things. Um, I felt like I needed to do good things, to have good things, and that was really exhausting. Um, another thing that I've struggled with throughout my whole life is being a perfectionist. Um, I really tend to want to control and fix things, um, and that usually leads to me being extra critical of myself and others, and that just led to a lot of disappointment and hurt relationships and just generally feeling unsatisfied. Um, during high school, my faith kind of took a back burner on my life. I was a lot more focused on kind of all those things that I was just talking about. Um, I ended up experiencing the loss of a relationship that really devastated me because that's where I was putting all of my hope. Um, my senior year, though, um, my current boyfriend, Jesse, who you guys just saw playing guitar, um, invited me to his youth group. And that's kind of where I rediscovered God and my need for him. Um, my family started going to church again, and I got reinvolved with the worship team there. Um, and I really just started seeing that God is what I needed. Um, and so when I came to Chico, I immediately started looking for a Christian group, and I found Challenge. Um, and I met up with a girl named Sarah who shared the gospel with me. Um, and when she told me that I could be 100% sure of my salvation because of God's love and his sacrifice rather than anything that I could do, um, I was really blown away by that. And so that's when I committed my life to Christ again, um, a recommitment. Um, and I started meeting up with my friend named Kylie, and she shared with me what it meant to really follow Christ on a daily basis. She helped me learn how to be open and honest with other people and be vulnerable and be okay with not being perfect. 
Um, and now my life in Christ has so much more freedom and joy and peace than I have ever experienced before. Um, I don't have that fear of purpose because God has made it clear what my purpose is. Um, my relationships with both people and God are so much deeper because they're based on unconditional love um, and not anything that I have to do. Um, the community and the friendships that I have in Challenge is so much more meaningful than, again, anything I've ever experienced. Um, and while I still struggle with being a perfectionist at times, um, I have learned that I am really not in control um, and that Jesus was perfect so that I don't have to be. Um, his sacrifice was really enough to cover all of my imperfections. Um, and so I really just want to share with others that really incredible love and joy and peace that I have experienced from Christ. Um, and I want to keep doing that for the rest of my life. So that is my story. Thank you guys for listening. And now I'm going to introduce Matt um, to share some announcements. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt. Thanks for being here tonight. And thanks, Slaney. That was an awesome uh, testimony that you gave. So to get things started off, I'm going to jump right in. And uh, my first announcement is for our life groups. Uh, these are going to be happening Thursdays, 7 p.m. Um, last week, we had our life group kickoff parties. Those went great. Uh, so we're really going to be jumping in and starting to read uh, different chapters of the Bible. We have an online group for the freshmen, sophomores, as well as for juniors, seniors. So um, we have our social media. We have the Zoom links for those. It's going to be a great opportunity to just get connected. I'd really encourage you guys to check those out. And my next announcement is for online interest groups. We are kicking those back up this semester. We have different ones for um, working out, for people that love music, even ones with different games like Rocket League and Among Us. So those are going to be really awesome. I'm stoked about it. Uh, make sure to stay up to date with our social media and kind of see when those are going to be happening. But yeah, I'm really excited about those. And that's all I had for tonight. Now I'm going to welcome up our speaker for the night, which is David Clark. Thanks, guys. I'm back. Hello. Hi, everybody. It's good. It's good to be back. Once again, I'm David, and we are kicking off Philippians. We are going to be going through the book of Philippians in the New Testament of the Bible <laughs> This uh, from now until up until spring break. And so we're going to be covering that in the Tuesday nights here, and then you're going to be studying that in the Thursday nights uh, for life groups, and you should go to that. And so this will kind of cover some of that. And so my, my section here is the first 20 chap uh, chapters, first 20 verses of Philippians. And I have one verse that really stuck out to me recently, even before I started preparing for this. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about uh, that verse, <laughs> what it means to me and some of the ways that it can apply to us. And that's, that's my plan. Okay, just, just buckle up, and we're going to have a good time with that plan. And so this verse that I'm referring to is verse 20, Philippians 1, verse 20. And you're welcome to have that <clears throat> ready if you want to. i got mine right here. I'm going to read that. Philippians 1, 20. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now as always, with all boldness, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Okay, that's the Apostle Paul talking, and he's uh, giving, us, giving us those words. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But before I do, I want to share a little bit of, of my story, a little twist here, a little, little personal testimony thrown in here 
where I was kind of also in a Christian upbringing and gave, I did give my life to Christ early on in my life. And there was a, a problem that I had though. And that problem was people, man, just, I couldn't be around people. <laughs> and I, I, I really struggled with fear and timidity when it comes to social <laughs> anything, I guess, you know, crowds, loud noises, you name it. I don't know. That's like, that was really something that marked my life for a lot of my growing up years. And as I was, I was learning more about being Christ-like and being a follower of Christ, you know, junior high, high school, college. And in college, at some point, it really hit me, this verse from 2 Timothy, which I knew, but it really hit me in a new way, and it, it's somewhere in my sophomore, junior year. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now, fear and timidity, that's, fear and timidity, that's what I was all about <laughs> before. And I just noticed that God wanted to do so much through my life if I would just reject that, that spirit of fear and timidity that, just, that was my natural state. But God has given those of us who are followers of him a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. And that's something that I really started to, whoa, like that's such a huge deal. And so that relates to what I'm talking about here because toward the beginning of this year, this verse was on my mind. And and knowing this from my past, but really this is something that I go through just kind of throughout my life a little bit, this, this challenge of fear and, you know, this social, whatever you want to call it. And... I was really wanting to choose boldness in a fresh way this, at the beginning of this year as I dwelt on this verse. And so, and you might be tracking with me as far as, you know, being whatever, timid and shy or fearful and having some struggle with like that, that social element, that, that having to branch out element of life. Maybe you're really tracking with me. Maybe you're not, <laughs> and maybe you're just as outgoing and gregarious or whatever as can be, but I think that some of the truths from the story, from my story and from Philippians 1.20 can apply to us all because we all need to grow in boldness, I think. I think we all need to grow in boldness in some way, and there's two main ways I can think of here. It's we do need to overcome shame about ourselves, Right? There's all kinds of things I can think of that, you know, maybe uh, are perceived by others as, as inferior, you know, and things that I can really get bogged down by, be ashamed about, about myself. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, he wrote Philippians while imprisoned. Like, that's not a good look, right? Like, that's not a, a, a state where you're really comfy, maybe, or very easily with how people think of you. You know, those are not people that people want to associate with. And so he wrote this book, this passage that we're reading tonight, from a position of freedom from insecurity over his status. And that's really powerful. And so not only do we need to overcome shame about ourselves, but we need to overcome shame about the gospel. Because if you are a follower of Christ, this is a weird, you know, time. Or, I don't know, there's just a lot going on culturally that would causes potentially to experience shame about following Christ and the gospel, but it is gospel 
It is a gospel that saves. It is a gospel that brings new life. And ultimately, it is something that we can we can be bold with. We do not need to be ashamed of, even if it's something that culturally can really butt against some, some other stuff going on. And so I'm going to read this one more time, Philippians 1.20. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now as always, with all boldness, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. So what's the main point of this verse? The main point is that Paul wants Christ to be highly honored in my body, in his body. <laughs> Me reading this verse, I want Christ to be highly honored in my body. And if you're a follower of Christ, then, then that's you, I think. You know, you want that to be the case. How do we do that? And I really think that this has so much to do with, with rejecting shame. I will not be ashamed about anything. And it means choosing and embracing boldness. He says, he says that with all boldness that he would live in this way so that Christ will be highly honored. And so very briefly, I want to think about with you here how to honor God by choosing boldness. It applies to all kinds of different problems that we go through in life. And for me and anybody who experiences some shame about their past or fear of the future or failure, you know, there's all kinds of things that can bog us down in that way. And uh, God's spirit is available to help us in that. Acts 4.31, the book of Acts is this sort of chronicling of the early church and their struggles and them trying to figure out what it means to take the gospel to the ends of the earth and to be filled with the spirit. <laughs> They're all given these kind of commands that are pretty odd to, to, to read on the surface or to hear, but we see them embracing them. And there's this group of believers in Acts 4.31. And it says this about them. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Okay? And so we see two things, two critical factors here. We see prayer, right? After they prayed, they asked God <laughs> to help out here. They were dependent upon him in this. And then also we see the spirit, the Holy Spirit, just, just filling them, <laughs> right? And because of that, it was prayer, which led to the Holy Spirit, which led to them speaking the word of God boldly. And that's how I personally <laughs> want to make sure that I am speaking him boldly, not out of my own strength or my willpower to, oh, I just got to do this, you know, but uh, it's, it's about dependence on prayer and the spirit in, in God, right? So walking independent in with dependence, <laughs> not independence, watch out. And then we also have to walk in righteousness. That's my second point. Walk in righteousness. Now, this is also a dependence thing. So it's kind of related, but basically the, the righteousness that we have, that we can possibly have, is all from God. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. That's Jesus. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. All that righteousness is of no merit of my own, of your own, but it's given to us. And we're dependent on him for righteousness. 
but we also need to confess sin because we still sin and we still do unrighteous things. Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So why? what makes righteous people bold? Well, I think that righteousness enables us to walk with confidence and freedom. I'm not hiding behind something because of what I've done, you know? And we see this, like, in Genesis. Adam and Eve, they're walking in the garden. They're just, they're as free as can be, right? They're, <laughs> they do not have clothes. That's what, that's what it tells us, you know? And then they sin. And they're like, whoa, something's wrong. And they, they hide from God spiritually because they're like, whoa, he can't know about this. And, they, and an outward reflection of that is they hide themselves physically. They assemble like some nifty clothes from fig leaves that enable them to be, be covered from their exposure, their, their feeling of exposure because of what they've done. And we have that feeling. Like if you have the spirit of Christ in you, then like you understand conviction and guilt and we need to confess that guilt. And that's the, that's the beauty of all this is that even if you have so much baggage in your past, you can still walk in righteousness right now. <laughs> and because 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we do need to embrace that and be dependent on him in that way and to ask for forgiveness so that we can be cleansed from all unrighteousness, so that we can walk in the light. That's the, that's the picture here, walking in the light and not in the darkness, trying to hide. We want to walk with dependence. We want to walk in righteousness, and we want to walk with eternal perspective. That's a third one for you there. We've got to walk with eternal perspective. This means... Well, 2 Corinthians 4.17, it says this, For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Okay? And so that affliction it's talking about, this light momentary affliction, that applies to pain and sickness and discomfort and anxiety and all this stuff that we're dealing with it pales in comparison to the glory to be revealed. Well, what's, what's this say? The eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Beyond all comparison. And so this is key. Shame is grounded in the temporary. That's what's happening right now. But boldness is grounded in the eternal. Shame is grounded in the temporary, but boldness is grounded in the eternal. We can rest on the truth of what is coming, of the et eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And so any discomfort that I can experience, either just in, in terms of myself, in my confidence in myself, or also shame in terms of the gospel of God, it's like we can reject that knowing that it's not going to last. It's temporary. And we have so much, something so much better awaiting us if we choose to embrace boldness. And so, Christ's honor 
over our self-confidence. This is the last thing I want to mention is that we don't, we're not choosing boldness over shame merely in order to feel good about ourselves. This could easily become like a, a self-help kind of message, right? Where it's like, okay, you got to feel good about yourself in order to do good things, you know? It's, it's so much more than that. Our ambition needs to be centered on honoring God. That's, that's why Paul wants this to be the case in his life. That's why this is his eager expectation and hope is because we want to honor God. And when he's at the center, he will bless us with the boldness that will make life better, that'll make us more confident in him, and it will honor him. It's going to honor him. I'm going to read Philippians 1, verse 20, one more time, and then I'm going to pray for us. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now as always, with all boldness, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Let's pray together. Father, we recognize and embrace, in a way, our unworthiness, our failures, uh, the things that just displease, <laughs> we don't embrace the things that displease you, Lord, but we embrace the things that make us weak because when we are weak, you are strong. And there is power in living by you and honoring you with our lives. And so uh, we just ask that you would fill us with your spirit. God, for those of us who don't know you, just give us, give those people a clear sense of just how, how great and how wonderful it is to know you and be moved and be indwelt by you. And for the rest of us, God, just give us hearts to be attentive to your spirit, to walk in boldness, knowing that that's what's going to honor you, not our shame. We need to put away that insecurity in your name. We pray. Amen.
still forever. Jesus, I surrender. Show me what I don't know more of you. I'm desperate for your presence, longing to be with you. Lead me to a new place, more of you. Through the fire. Through the fire, I'll persevere. I won't submit to any fear. That's right. Where I go, you've been before. All my trust is in you, Lord. Now until forever, Jesus, I surrender. Show me what I don't know more of you. I'm desperate for your presence, longing to be with you. Lead me to a new place, more of you. Sing again. Now until forever, Jesus, I surrender. Show me
Here I will wait just for a glimpse of you, God. I'll wait for you, God.
the joy to be joy to know it's when I decrease you fill up my soul what a joy to see oh a joy to hold it's when you increase I want nothing more awesome to sing that with you and to worship God together and to just recognize as a community his increase as the greatest thing, <laughs> the thing that we want nothing more of and that we would decrease in a way that would, would humble and put ourselves far below him and his thoughts and his understanding, just high above us. And so thank you guys for, for joining us in this. I've enjoyed spending this time together in this, whatever context it may be, but it's in this one right now. So um, we're making the most of it. I'm so glad that you chose to spend your Tuesday night or whenever you're watching this, uh, doing this and singing with us and joining with us in worship in whatever form that takes. So thanks guys. See you next time.